Right. <laughs> you, you just want me to start from there, or do you want to ask me the fucking question again? I don't know what I asked you. You asked me what you asked me what the highlight of my Monday was. Oh yeah, well, tell me that. So, um, <laughs> the highlight of my day so far is I went to the YMCA um, last Wednesday. Uh, before you and I got on that call, I was, I was feeling just really beat up. And when I first started working out, I had a membership to the YMCA and I would go over there in the morning and then I would go to uh, fight practice at night. <clears throat> and I wouldn't start my workout as soon as I got there. I would go out to the pool area and sit in the hot tub for like 15 or 20 minutes and then I would go work out. And um, I was like, man, I need to do that. So last week I went over and bought a day pass and I did uh, 20 minutes in the hot tub. And then I did cold shower, sauna, cold shower, sauna um, after that. And the rest of the day, I mean, the rest of the day, for the most part, I felt freaking awesome. Um, and then I did it again on, I did it again on Friday and figured out that I could pull that off all within an hour. I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and buy a membership to the YMCA and I'm going to start doing that, uh, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, um, going over there as part of my day, just different, different scenery, get to talk to new people. I've had some amazing conversations already in the three times that I've been there. In the sauna or just around? Uh, in the sauna, um, for sure. I tend to have some really good conversations in the sauna with yeah. random, got- random people who are there <laughs> random times. Cause I'm like, I go, I, I, I go to the LA fitness near me and they have this infrared sauna and I love the thing, but uh, I go to the gym mid morning, like early, earlier in the day when it's very, it's empty. And like the, the people who are there are like cops, firefighters who have like off schedules or the, the older, like retired people or people like me who are um, fun employed. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I get to talk to some, some interesting did people. You, man. Did you make that up. You made that up. What? Fun employed. <laughs> uh, so yeah um just going over there and, and doing that and then so real quick rundown of, of my day my my entire morning's been fucking great so 4 30 wake up we were at the gym by 5 30 i sat and drank my coffee while watching uh jujitsu on youtube then um then I, I foam rolled, I stretched, I did my workout, went over to the YMCA, then came back and did jujitsu. Um, after that, did a one-on-one with a client, ran an errand, came home and ate, and now we're here. Now we're here. Yeah, what man. a morning. It's so good. Um, I love to hear <clears throat> the amount of like run time that you've got scheduled in. Dude, it's so a few weeks ago, I had been, I, I had been uh, planning um, to step away from coaching CrossFit regularly. Uh, yeah. And um, 
And a few weeks ago, I took action on that. And uh, I've coached one class uh, since then. And it was the funnest class I ever coached. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel obligated or like it was mandatory. So that was really cool. Um, and before, before I took the break, I was waking up at, I was waking up at three 30 in the morning so I could have two hours to myself before I started coaching. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when, when I can actually get to bed and I'll use the word actually, when I can actually get to bed at eight o'clock and hopefully fall asleep by eight 30, it's not the worst getting up at three 30. However, yeah. when we have five kids has, Oh, look, they can, you can see all of them in the, the video. We have five kids <laughs> and sometimes they don't get home like Monday nights tonight, Brielle and Jen will not get home till almost nine o'clock. And then we're not in, we're not asleep until 10 because we talk and, you know, we wind down and then getting up at three 30, when you go to bed at 10, that's just, it, it, it just got to be too much. And, um, and I, I had a, I had a coach coming back and told him he had a job when he moved back. So he took over the five 30 class and yeah. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I don't have an obligation until 9am. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, my first obligation is at 10 minutes of eight. So I've got a lot more Ron time in the morning, for sure. And now, and now learning how to maximize uh, the time in the midday where I feel rested now mm. where normally I would come home and be like, all right, I'm not doing anything for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's been sweet. How does that, how does that compare Ron to like <clears throat> where you were, you know, and, and to give, cause we're recording this, man, this is a podcast. Hello. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, for listeners who may not know you, your background, your story, where you where you came from, who you are, whatever, all of the above. This is like something you've been working toward for a while. I mean, like almost a decade. Almost. <laughs> uh, next, I mean, if you really wanted to, you know, get technical about it, almost all of my, almost all of my jobs at some point had an early morning start. So like I worked at Sam's club and my shift was five to one, you know, mm -hmm. um, I worked at a convenience store at one point and I was an overnight person. And like, sometimes those were the worst because I would work overnight and then turn around and come back in at one o'clock and work the one to nine. That mm. was nice. <laughs> um, but like in the grand scheme of things, like I started coaching CrossFit in 2011 and when I started coaching CrossFit, I was immediately the person who opened the gym. Um, it, and when we opened, when we opened Tried and True, I was immediately the person that opened the gym. And for when you say open, you mean like first person in the morning? First right? person, like, yeah. I was yeah. Ninety-eight percent of the time, I was the first person there. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, hell, even today we were the first people there. Uh, mm. And in the early days, I loved it. You know, it was exciting and challenging because it was all new and fresh. And um, and as as the years went on, you know, like the the business side of CrossFit and coaching CrossFit, like it's a relationship game. And fortunately, unfortunately, however you would want to look at it, I had a lot of growing up to do since between 2011 and now. And I burned a lot of bridges and ruined a lot of relationships. And, and as time was going on, it was getting harder and harder and harder for me to want to be in the gym coaching CrossFit. Um, up until last, like uh, uh, from about from about like some point in 2016 up until earlier uh, until like mm-hmm. mid tw- mid 2022, it was tough for me to be at the building like mm-hmm. just, just i experienced a lot of a lot of emotional hurt inside those walls and when i finally brought jujitsu to the building was when i finally started to enjoy being there again because i was actually mm-hmm. because surprise i was having fun um and now that i love being there again it's like okay now now more effort needs to go into the business side of things and get us out of that building. So I can let that go. Mm-hmm. Like just let, let that attachment to the time that I spent inside those walls and like, let it go and put it behind me so I can focus on the present and what's to come. And it's, it's so much different, man. It's uh, it's refreshing. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see people again. Like I've, I've been genuinely happy, mm. you know, and a lot, a lot of people don't, a, a, a lot of people like don't know that we were, we were really struggling with my oldest son's behavior and, and his desire to do work in school and, and the stress that that was causing, um, was through the roof and uh and the combination of like coaching crossfit's so rewarding and and can be so much fun (laughs) however how many times like and i know i could have done my due diligence to to try harder and learn new stuff but how many times hey keep your heels down all right drive your knees out okay lock that out all the way come on (laughs) you know come like do the work how you were just fucking taught how to do it (laughs) and and i'm a firm believer that burnout is a choice and i was burnt the fuck out on on coaching crossfit and now i'm getting into a groove and i know here in the near future that one of our coaches has given up um given up one of the times that they coach and Mm -hmm. and i'm I will gladly take one or two of those classes off from, from that. And I imagine with the break that I will look forward to it. 
And yeah, simply because I know I don't have to. There's so many things we can highlight from what you just said, from everything you just said, that I that I imagine would be really useful for people who might be in the situation that you were in. Uh, specifically, they're doing the same thing they started doing. Like they they got into their business. And this is what I see a lot of, um, you know, it, we see it in the, in the CrossFit industry all the time. We see it all across um, the service industry. People get into a business because they like doing the job. Yeah. Like you like the coaching part. You didn't get into it for the business part. Well, and here's and the then thing. you realize that after a while, in order to grow beyond a certain level without totally breaking your body down and killing yourself, what legitimately like causing so much stress on your body that you overwork it, right? That leads, that's the burnout, right? And you, you realize though that in order to expand beyond that, because you start to see, hey, this has potential as a, a business and, and hey, in order for me to be able to like retire on this thing or build a legacy around this, this thing that I've been doing for so long, I need to think differently. And so like the thinking that you had going into it was eagerness and excitedness to do the work, be part of the process. Um, and ultimately, in order to truly have um, a working business that creates a massive impact that also gives you what you need out of it, that can't be your priority. Like your priority has to be on expansion. You know, we could simplify it to going from working in to working on. And the difference being just how you operate day to day. The fun part, and this is what you mentioned too, that's like awesome, is like once you uh, like understand that and let go, you're going to have like a lot more fun doing the stuff that you used to do all the time. Like the coaching part, right? Is that not true for you now? I, th I think you said like it's way more fun now to coach a couple, to coach classes than it used to be or than it was for a little while. Honestly, knowing that I don't have to yeah brings the excitement back mm -hmm. like it 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 gives me the opportunity to make it feel like a get to again yeah you know and right so it's no longer like your it is your responsibility of course right and it's no longer like your it's you're not pressured to do that to handle that responsibility. Correct. We've said before on like when we first started podcasting together, remember we talked about responsibility and opportunity and we we said how responsibility is a choice. Just like burnout is a choice. You choose what you're you choose the exact experience, right? This is actually called um the law of compensation. What you imagine and what you put out and what you habitually do is exactly what you're going to get in return. You get compensated in accordance to what you, uh, what you have to offer when you think about it in terms of like money, but even in our like emotional deposit, when you go into something, like you go into classes now, 
with this belief, like there's a real belief there that you're going to go and take over these classes in a couple of weeks or a couple of months and like, love it. Yeah. Cause there's like, it's just the expectation you're putting out into the world. And like, you're giving yourself permission to do that because you know, everything else is also being taken care of. Like the business is growing. Yes, it is like substantially which is fucking awesome and you're working less isn't that rad (laughs) yes i am it is rad um it's it's also like mentally challenging like Hmm. i i uh i i experience a little bit of guilt honestly you know like yeah you know i i dedicated i dedicated like three three four hours to to like myself while other people were doing the jobs that i used to do and that like mm-hmm. that, like there's like even just saying that out loud right now i i experienced like some tension in my chest that was weird and Can we rephrase that quickly and uh, see if that tension dis- dispels all right hold on what did i say i said um i dedicate three, four hours to myself. While other people were doing the work that I used to do. Yeah. So that other people can do the work. There we go. I like that. I, I stepped away so that other people have the opportunity to do the work and And have, and, and get better and make an impact and build their relationships. Yeah. And it like, it's awesome because it adds, um, it adds something refreshing to the gym because I went in there, I went in there and I did things the way that I did them for however long I did them. And the, the, um, the feedback that I've been getting on, on uh, Colin being back, has just been outstanding, you know? And, and not only, not only that, it's, um, it's, it's just like, it's just refreshing, Mm. you know, it's like, you know, I think about, I think about like, okay, I just turned 40 and I look, I look at what I did between 30 and 40 Mm -hmm. and all of the stuff that that's been accomplished and, and this and that. And I'm like, fuck man, what can I do between 40 and 50? And, and then after that, what can I do between 50 and 60? Mm. Like, like I look at this as, okay, I just spent 10 years learning the fucking hard way, (laughs) learning a thousand percent what not to do. (laughs) Good. You got your mistakes out of the way. Absolutely. (laughs) And last year, I technically started a new business. It's not a separate business yet. It will be. Mm-hmm. I technically started a new business and I immediately from day one recognized the opportunity to do everything based off of what I've learned. Mm-hmm. So like we have, we have tons of standard operating procedures that need to be created 
for the CrossFit side of the business already. Mm-hmm. However, on on what I'm doing with jujitsu, I've already like I'm creating them as I go. Like they're mm-hmm. already set. So it's gonna be like warp speed on this second this second business. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be I'm going to be five years ahead of the game. I already am five years ahead of Mm -hmm. the game. I'm already talking to um, people who are going to be potential staff if they want to. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to have to worry about training them because I already am training them. It's, it's so rad. To highlight something um, you just shared about how you're on the fast track now you're at warp speed with a brand new business and and like you could also think about it like is this a new business well no it's an extension of what you're already doing and more importantly it's like an extension of you and your current wisdom yes the fact that you get to apply everything you've done to this is what makes it so effective. And then the other piece that you that you hinted at is, um, like, I talk about creating procedures for everything all the time, like document what you do and make it as dumb as possible. Like, just dumb that shit down. So that a five-year-old could do it. So that a five-year-old can do it and read it. I'm I'm putting together. I, we just Val and I just bought some furniture yesterday from IKEA, and the the instruction manual uh, for how to put the the dresser or the the wardrobe thing that we bought together has no words. It's all it's all pictures, and it's so fucking simple. Okay, because it just shows you exactly what to do. And they use like these little cartoon characters and they, it, it's so dumbed down because they realized, and, and I, I was at Ikea yesterday and the genius at marketing, they keep your attention really long. They make it easy to buy. They make it like, um, they make you visualize or they get you to visualize things. Have you ever been to an Ikea before, Ron? I don't think I have. Any, any of the listeners maybe. So Ikea is cool because it's this massive warehouse. And they're the one thing that they do is like they they give you decent quality um, furniture, very inexpensive, and right now, like you can have it right now. It's like uh, putting a Lego set together, right? It comes with instructions, all these puzzle pieces. It's awesome, decent quality furniture. Like it's, I expect this to break maybe in two two to three years. Like okay. We're going to be moving out by then, getting new furniture, maybe. But as soon as you walk in the store, there's only one direction you can go. It's not like you walk into a, a, you know, a supermarket and you have all of these choices for which aisle you could go into, right? You walk into an Ikea and you're starting in one section and there's arrows on the floor and there's walls on either side so that you can only walk forward and you go through essentially they have like models of every type of room you could have in a house i forget which room it starts with maybe dining room or kitchen and then living room and bedrooms and kids rooms and uh accessories and things like that and you 
you're walking through this room, through this uh, store, and you're forced to imagine yourself in these new spaces because they build out like model rooms that you could walk into and see. And you don't miss anything. And halfway through, there's a restaurant so you can stop and eat. <laughs> and from a marketing perspective, what this is doing is maintaining your attention. They're keep there from the moment you walk in, they have all of your intention. They're in charge of what you see. Therefore in charge of what you think about. And then they go and, and they serve you food. I don't know how good it is. I've never eaten there, but like you're sitting down and you're thinking, Oh, we saw this. Should we buy it? And so they give you more time to think about it. Anyway, they're all about simplicity. Anyone can put their shit together. This little operating manual, this SOP for how to put the dresser together is so simple. They do it in as like, it's a lot of steps, but you're willing to do it because it was inexpensive. And also it's like so simple to put together. I imagine it was also fun. Yeah, it is. So it's fun. Um, when you, when you have something simplified to that level, it makes participation way more interesting and, and way more fun, not just for you, for your clients, like for the people you're working with. And from what you've told me about jujitsu, you've been doing that a while now and you've only grown. Mm -hmm. Like you've never, you've only ever really grown the program, maybe lost a couple of people here and there, yeah. but it continues to grow because you're getting better every time because you're, you're looking at it objectively and you're like, how can I improve the process? Not just the content, like the content's easy, yeah, but the process so that it's, it stays fun for you. Mm-hmm. This is something I teach in my, my breakthrough blueprint program. We have to start documenting immediately, document every step of the process so that by the time you have everything dialed in, you're actually enjoying your work again. And also, and you can correct me here or like add to this if you want, Ron, when you do this, it also requires way less time and, and effort. In which, which aspect? I mean, you're not thinking about it as much. Which thing? It doesn't. Well, the example for you is your jujitsu class. Like it's on your mind because you love it, but it doesn't require your attention. No, it doesn't require my attention like relatively, yeah. relatively at all. I have completely yeah. simplified my process for preparation. Um, and I've, and like, I, I've taken notes from the beginning and documented everything from the beginning and and now i have and actually this week is my my biggest goal was to put together 26 lessons that i could repeat mm. um and this week is lesson 26 so next week we start back over at one and i'm so fucking excited to see the students be like oh yeah we learned this and like how much better they retain it this time around. 
Like mm. that's going to be so freaking sick. And now we're talking about, and now we're talking about expanding on that because I have students that have been with me mm-hmm. six, six months, a year now. And, um, and now we're talking about, okay, what, because I made my primary focus this past year on jujitsu basics. Yeah. And I really, I have, hardly stepped outside of that with the exception of going to some seminars and mm-hmm. um and watching some videos here and there and now yeah. it's like okay i have a plan we can yeah. that plan is in place i can look at the plan i can i can fresh i can freshen up my knowledge on the plan and i can go mm-hmm. implement the plan and yeah. now now i can step away from the plan development and start to expand the next step and, and, and build from there. And that's so exciting. And the coolest thing here for me is I remember, we'll bring it, go back to CrossFit for a second. I remember how exciting and fun it was to write workouts. Like it really satisfied a creative need for me in the, in the early days. Mm. And then I got pretty damn good at it and the creativity. Yeah. To where you could just like, yes, get them out quick. The the creativity aspect of it went away and now in a a sense of thing, like CrossFit is somewhat finite. There's, there's a pile of things that, that we do. And then that's really it. Yeah. And on the, on the, on the jujitsu side about, of that is jujitsu is infinite as fuck. Cause there's just, it's, you know, what's interesting. Um, I can understand how that's true. And I used to think this too, dude, when I was doing a lot of programming for the gym, like realizing how repetitive it can get. Yeah. And you're repetitive. Yes. You're being repetitive. Yep. Not, the programming it's how you're thinking currently mm-hmm. and what i noticed is well I, I used to think to myself when i was writing workouts like there has to be other avenues we can explore and still have it be crossfit well okay can you do it the same thing just with a different intention mm-hmm. or a different stimulus that's one way and so I start, you start to explore like different avenues or different ways of like making it interesting and yeah. making it different um, without adding complexity. Like this is the, this is what I imagine your like approach with jujitsu was like, you wanted to stick to simple things that people could execute and understand or really basic fundamental stuff. And people who are writing programs or even like building things and building processes into their business, they add complexity instead of simplifying. What I find is as you simplify things, you actually open up more options. And I make this analogy a lot, a lot. If you were, if you only had one string on a guitar, you would, you would imagine that that's limited right? You'd be pretty limited. I would argue that having that one string and none of the others requires you to become more creative. 
if you want to make a song that sounds interesting. I understand and your perspective. So, yeah. yeah. And so you'll actually start to learn like new ways of interacting with this, this thing that used to have, you know, its place. It's essentially like a pattern interruption. When that happens, when that occurs, when you get the pattern interrupt, you, you sort, you suddenly become by default, like more creative. It's pretty rad. I think creativity, when you can keep some, like maintain that level of like some level of creativity, it also boosts the fun level because you're actually like interested in the work again, right? Yes. You become, you become way more interested when you are creative. And I've been there, like when you're like, not, you don't know what to do because you think, oh, I got to do something new. Like every time I got to innovate, I got to find a new way, but no, you actually just got to go back to the basics or just like jujitsu, man. And, and also like, I don't know if this is useful in any way we can maybe explore on this topic, um, jam on this a little bit. You said you've done these 26 weeks of basic fundamental work. And now you're thinking, well, how can we take the net go to the next level? Yeah. I imagine it's, and just thinking from a jujitsu perspective, how do I get from this position to that position, right? How do I connect week one with week 13 and like bring those together, whatever that might be? How do we create like new relationships to things? A lot of, a lot of where my thought process is going is, is like, okay, um, these 26 lessons are rooted in different aspects and different positions and this, that, yeah. and the other. And one, it's all based upon positional advancement and offense. Mm-hmm. So we haven't explored like submission defense. Like if somebody catches you in a triangle, how do you get out of it? We yeah. haven't, ex- we haven't explored that yet mm. at all. So my thought process is, is okay, if, so next week, next week, we're going right into mount escapes, right? Yeah. It's okay. Here's the basic mount escape that we just did. Here's a more advanced mount escape that, Mm. that takes you into a different position. Okay. We're also going over the Americana arm lock. Here's Mm -hmm. how you defend that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Like it brings up other scenarios. Uh It brings up these other scenarios. I like to uh, train that way when I'm creating, when I'm approaching my training. Yeah. uh, If I'm, if I'm rolling or doing like, um, you know, sparring, I'll, I'll allow myself to get to certain scenarios so that I can navigate that. And and actually, you know, we're on, we're on jujitsu. When dude, when someone has you mounted and just get up. Yeah, just get up. <laughs> and they go and they go for like an, an an arm lock, for example, like a Americana or even a straight arm lock. Like I've had that happen. Sometimes a Kimura, that's rare from there. They are they actually are giving up their control in some way. Mm-hmm. And so it allows opportunity for you to transition. It's like transition, like the power, like when someone's on top and they're going to attack for a submission, 
unless they're like really not letting you do anything, uh-huh. right? You do have like moments of opportunity. I like to work in that moment of opportunity, like right in the, right in the middle of yeah. it. Cause what ends up happening is like, I know if I'm going against the black belt, like I'm going to get there. Like they're, they're going to take advantage of my weak points. It's up to me to know what those weak points are. So I don't even get like trapped in these positions and then sort of anticipate it. Brilliant, man, to, to, that you're thinking that because now that's like, I would imagine the next, the next phase of like development overall, because every time I train there, man, like your guys are getting good. Thanks, dude. They're, and they're, they're like fun to train with. Dude, they're, they're really so consistent. much fun to train with. Yeah. They're the, they're the freaking most fun to train with. It's been a while. Buck, my instructor down here, you, you trained with Buck. Yeah. I want to have him on the podcast one day, actually. A, He'd be interesting. He's a great dude. Um, he would, he might say, there is no defensive position. <laughs> There's no defensive, like, defense to your, like, to submissions, submission defense. It's all offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that makes sense, though, because yeah. you find yourself in a bad spot that you need to take action. So, therefore, it is offense. Here's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> That's a metaphor for, for work and life. Yeah. Going on the be on the be on the offensive. Be on the offensive, baby. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever sometimes uh like um I have someone in my guard or something, and maybe I can't get control of their uh their head or can't get control of one arm. Or maybe I'm going for something like a triangle, but they have both arms in. You know, one arm is through, but one arm is just a little bit in. It's weaseled in there. I'll let's, I'm going to fucking attack that little arm and wrist lock you until you pull it out. <laughs> Trick you into giving me that, that triangle. <laughs> it works most of the time with like lower belts. I don't expect it. Be on the offensive. That's a good, uh, good way of thinking. I like it. When... I'd love to highlight this and we, because we recorded this a couple months ago and I forgot to hit record. <laughs> I forget what we were talking about that day. Um, but we definitely talked about why, where you were at when you decided to hire me um, for coaching and for support. Yeah, man. And I'm curious to know, like, what's been the biggest change you've noticed since making that decision? So I was working with a different mentor for a year, a little bit over a year. And and I got a lot of great shit from it. I did. However, I did not get what I wanted. Um, And I don't know. We've, we've been friends for a long time now and I've watched you create what you you have. And I saw what you did with your gym and 
and I was stuck. Um, and the, the monthly revenue was just the same, the same, the same, mm-hmm. just barely, just barely making ends meet. Right. And, and not being able, not being able to actually take an, like a, a owner's profit. Yeah. Like everything that, everything that I was getting paid for was work that I documented, like actual time equals money. Time for money exchanging. Yeah. 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 So it was an exchange, exchange in service for what I was getting paid. So per class and per session. Per class, per one-on-one. Yeah. Per monthly, per per monthly programming client, all those things. And I just found myself doing more, doing more, doing more, doing more, and hardly ever getting a chance to be. Hmm. And, um, and now like, I learned, I learned the difference between a business owner and and being self-employed a few years ago. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely self-employed. And, and, and honestly, I, to an extent, I very much still am. Um, however, I feel more like a business owner now. And that's not a bad thing. Like, no, like you can do very well being self-employed. Right. Yeah. But however, there's there's still things inside the business that if I take a back seat to, yeah, that s- stuff is going to start to trend trend down. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what we're and that's what we're really working on right now is is yeah. making making sure that systems are created so mm-hmm. that so that if my wife and I, because my wife is in the business too, if my wife and I decide fuck it. We're going to take the kids away for a month. One, yeah. I want to have the, the financial stability to do that. Yeah. And two, also know that my business can still grow when I'm not there. And when, when I decided to bring you on, I felt like I was so fucking far away from that. Hmm. And now here we are just over three months later and granted opportunity my former coach moved back from texas needed a job timing was fantastic universe delivers man yeah dude so got to take advantage of that opportunity and i was able to delegate yeah um which which what we talked about at the beginning of this call at the beginning of this recording is, is that freed up so much mental and emotional real estate. So now I'm able to work on some other things that I can do with the tools that mm-hmm. I possess that the rest of my staff can't. And when, yeah. during our, during our first little um, weekend that we spent together working, you, you, punched me in the face with your words on getting me to expand. And I, I was just like deer in the headlights. I didn't know what the fuck you meant. And, Mm. and since then, little things have started to come to me and be like, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. And now that I have the energy because I'm, Mm -hmm. because Right now, 
there's very little that I'm doing that I do not enjoy. Mm -hmm. There's very little that I'm doing that I do not enjoy, which leaves up, which leaves up so much more mental and emotional real estate to just go and look at what's next and, and take action on it. So, uh, you know, two weeks ago I hosted my first workshop and, Mm -hmm. and that was a huge success to the point where I'm doing another one in two weeks. I have, I have two calls with people. I have two conversations with people today um, to talk to them about that. And I was, I was eight out of 10 on the first one. And I'm damn sure going to be 10 out of 10 on this one. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that was something that was really fun for me to do. And it brought the business revenue and um, it brought the business revenue that wouldn't have existed when I was exhausted and burnt out. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about doing this for so freaking long. And then finally was like, ah, okay, well, <laughs> well, I'm not doing this anymore. And like I said, I, you know, I was experiencing some guilt in the not yeah. doing, you know, like, like I, broke up with something that I've been doing for over 10 years. Um, that's how you felt. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you, what you really did was just give up your attachment to it. For sure. Which opened you up for a lot more like freedom to feel it again, like enjoy it, for get back into it. Yeah, Sure. And that was like one of the first things that I did with jujitsu was yeah. I told the students, I said, Hey, if there's anything that you guys, you know, aren't enjoying, you wish was different. I was like, come fucking talk to me, explain it to me. And mm-hmm. that way, that way I, I eliminated the attachment from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, because I definitely had an attachment to how things were going to be uh, um, yeah. in, in coaching CrossFit. And now I'm just like, you guys do whatever the, you guys want to do. Yeah. (laughs) Do what works. I was like, you know, do, do what's going to like actually drive some results. I was like, I was like, don't give people rhabdo, make sure remember (laughs) come into the gym and make sure people are having fun. I was like, permission granted. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I imagine since then, like the coaches, your team has been more involved, engaging, like they're having more fun and they're probably getting better take out the problem yeah absolutely better absolutely they're getting better and and yeah man it's it's been great so that's where i was i was fucking stuck and Mm -hmm. and and now and now i'm a lot less stuck (laughs) less stuck a lot less stuck yeah jen and i have jen and i have some stuff that we really need to 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 get figured out and get completed. And, Mm. and once we do that, then we're going to hire somebody to take it over. Um, uh, and when, when that happens, it's, that's going to be full speed. Yeah. That's going to be amazing to like, just not to be like, I don't have to worry about this. This feels great. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's that's exactly 
that's that's from the perspective of the business owner, not the self-employed. Yeah, for and sure. It's exactly the steps that can be taken. And when I, I you know, I, I imagine when I said like when I was using on a, you know, hitting you with my words and getting you to expand, and you were just like dumbstruck in a way. Um, you yelled at me. I did. <laughs> You know, in a positive manner. Well, for anyone listening, like we spent, we spent a couple of days together on the front end of this. Yeah. Two, two, two full days. And then it came back and we did some more work together again. And, and on the front end of this, it was helping you to understand how your thinking and your approach is being Limited. reflected is limiting you and also it's showing like specifically how it's showing up in places where you didn't you maybe didn't recognize like places where you were allowing yourself to fall victim to the victim mentality which is you know that's that's stuckness because it's not momentum mm -hmm. anything that's not actively mo being moved through and being blown past or being grown out of or grown into something new is stuck. And when you approach something like you are now, like jujitsu with, with, from the perspective of the business owner, like you're already thinking, how can I systemize this and then delegate it? Uh -huh. Right. And then pass it on, not because you are too good for the work, but because you recognize that in order to sustainably grow, that's what's required. Simplify, delegate, and then elevate, right? You're continually moving up. And given your like long-term vision, which is something we worked on together in detail, mm. like having your own building that you own and having tenants that are all contributing to this like um, greater mission that's where your focus is going to end up only when I'll well, take out the only when everything else has already been systemized and delegated or automated. Like technology is cool too, but really you found a way to make it work efficiently and effectively so that you can go and focus on the next thing. Uh -huh. And, and it's, and oftentimes with new business owners, or even those who have been doing the thing for a while, like you have, it's so easy to get into the routine of something and then get attached to it and not like want to let it go. Even if it's not the best thing for you, right? You were doing things that just weren't like totally effective. They were like somewhat effective, but ultimately it was costing you more in, in time and energy and even money, right? Are you a leader, game changer, or adventure seeker who would jump at the opportunity to get out into the world and experience something new? Do you possess an unusual capacity for growth? Have you done what most won't understand, or are you simply someone whose impact goes way beyond what you ever could have imagined and you just keep going 
Well, I've got a special invitation for you. The Elevate experience is calling your name. This is an opportunity for you to detach, to deconstruct, to discover new paths, and to plan for what comes next. Picture this. You're in a remote wilderness environment with nine other growth-oriented, highly accomplished producers and action takers. You're on an epic, once-in-a-lifetime adventure with zero resistance and zero BS. This is the chance for you to endure physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual evolution and be held accountable to make choices that build your integrity and your resilience. You'll walk away from this five-day, one-of-a-kind experience with renewed passion, action steps to integrate your experience into your life, and memories secured to anchor you to your evolution and your expansion. Plus, you'll receive integration coaching and peer-to-peer mentorship so that you can take your experience home with you and inject your rediscovered passion directly into your leadership. If you've made it this far, accomplished this much what's next the elevate experience is here for you don't wait any longer visit mysummit.academy slash elevate and fill out the application for the adventure of a lifetime so that you can join us this summer What are you waiting for? Be yourself. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) The two words, the two words that have taken the most effect on the last five months of my life was that. Yeah. It it was funny. Um, I'll go ahead and tell that story for the. Please. Yeah. I, uh, I texted you right before you came out and was like, man, I'm pumped to see you. I miss you. And you're like, you don't miss me. And you're like, you miss who you are when you're with me. And then when you, when you were here, we were working and working and working. And you were like, dude, it's like, you know why you have such a good time when we're together? And like, it's because you're yourself go to your business and figure out how to be yourself in your business. And since then, dude, it's just like, it's, it's, it's been a game changer for sure. I remember talking to, I think I was talking to Kayla and she had told me that she noticed you were different. So I said, how you know how what do you, what do you notice about him she's like i don't know how to like explain it he just he seems more like 
like the Ron that I met, you know, when we first met, like he's just more of himself lately. You know, uh, when you, when you're working your fucking ass off and you, yeah. and you don't have money left over to like, you see something that you, that you want mm-hmm. and, and you're like, man, maybe after a couple paychecks. Mm. Oh, maybe if I put this back here, put this back there. And, and then like, once we started making moves and, and shit started falling into place, I was noticing that I was taking my pay and paying my bills and still having stuff left over. And, you know, how many times did you hear it growing up? Money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy happiness. It sure can fucking lessen the burden. Hmm. Like financial stability um, brings peace. And I, and, and when I, when I feel peaceful, I'm a lot more able to be myself and, and like the, the, the one month there before we started working together, I had to ask my staff to wait until the memberships cleared to cash their paychecks, to deposit their paychecks because, because shit was so close. Haven't had to do that since not even close right not even fucking close yeah. like we we ended we ended march with more money in the bank than we've ended any month since i've taken over so and that was even with paying a little bit extra on a credit card like mm-hmm. so like just i'm so i'm i'm excited now and i the desire to do the stuff that I know needed to be done that I wasn't doing because I was exhausted from everything else mm-hmm. is, is there. And, and like, and now, and, and dude, like not only that, but my team is working together. Like, mm-hmm. it's dude, it's just rad. <laughs> <laughs> How, how, what, what do you notice? Like, um, how is the team working together? What are they, what's something you've noticed lately that's showing you evidence of that? And also like, what's showing you evidence that that's even valuable? Like, what do you see that's like measurable that, you know, it's a, it's a result of your team being uh, aligned and on the same page. Well, I mean, here's a, a really good example was I mean speaking of Kayla, um, yeah. Kayla's had a, a reserved uh, like a reserved quiet personality, like, and in in the past few months, her uh, leadership has come like to the forefront. Her um, confidence has, and I know she's working with you too. Um, her confidence has improved tremendously, uh, like this past week at our team meeting, she was like, I got something to go over and boom, like, here's what I'm going to do next. Like, I'm like, and like, everybody was, everybody was engaged and excited for it. And, and like, just that kind of stuff, like 
seeing a collective like you asked me to define marketing mm. when you were here and um i said it's a consistent message that attracts new business um on different platforms right which well, is amazing definition by the way thank you and Textbook. my 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 team has been producing a consistent message. Mm -hmm. They see each other doing things and then play along and copy and imitate. And, and when, when that happens, then the customer sees that and then the customer buys in. And then the mm -hmm. customer's getting better results. And then now that customer's results is attracting new customers. So that's why it's important for a fucking team to work together, no matter what the business is. If you, mm -hmm. go, into, if you go into a restaurant or a bar and you see a bartender and a wait staff button heads with each other, are you going to want to go back? Probably not, unless the food's like really good and the beer is really cheap or some shit. But, but when you go into some place and you see people working together and camaraderie and having a good time, that that becomes an infectious environment that you want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And I recently, um, one of our older members has been coming to the Saturday boot boot camp class. And I recently reached out to her and was like, hey, how about you come to regular classes for the remainder, <laughs> remainder of the month for free? I was like, all I want in return is for you to tell me what the difference is between you when you used to come here and when you came here now. She was, mm. she was like, bet. And um, I got the message. Do, 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 do. Let me bring it up. I got the message, uh, what would that be, Friday. So you asked me to tell you what I think you've improved upon since I was a member before. As I mentioned before, the community is much more inclusive, and I think that's amazing because everyone can feel welcome. The workout styles are a lot more tailored to include children and older people looking to stay fit. You now have much more equipment and many more class options. I really love how Kayla will ask each and every person about how their day was. The focus on positivity is very noticeable. Outstanding, Ron. You should be proud. Don't shoot on me, motherfucker. <laughs> I will be proud <laughs> if, I, if I want to. <laughs> I, I, and, and, and that alone, that alone drives me to want to continue this process. Like, mm -hmm we've talked about validation before Val like, yeah. like that's validating as fuck and gives me the energy to keep going yeah. um and turn it turn it south for a little bit like yeah. if if you're looking in the right places the world we live in is fucking dark and yeah. and some days the desire to get up and work hard just it doesn't exist. It, you, you, you know, like we've also talked about knowing that we're going to die. And sometimes 
what's the damn point when we know we're going to die? And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can live in that dark side of things, or I can come over here to the light side of things and remind myself that, Hey, that's a, that's a motivator. The validation is a motivator. And now because I'm getting this kind of feedback from not just this person, Mm -hmm. I'm driven again. I'm motivated again. I'm excited again. Taking the break has made me excited again. Relinquishing control has made me excited again. So that's a point I would love to highlight. It's actually, it's actually a point that I really hope we would get to today. And and I know that, I know that I, I imagine that the entrepreneur is one of your primary target people for your audience. And if you are listening to this right now and you're struggling as an entrepreneur in the terms of having the energy to go out and like live your life outside of your job, mm-hmm. then it's time for you to step back, detach, hire somebody, delegate the work, teach them. It might take a few mm-hmm. months, teach them how to do the job that you do. And yes, you're going to have to repeat yourself, accept it. Like people get so mad about repeating themselves when we want something to be done a certain way. Why could you just done it the way I told you the first time? Because it's their first time. You've, mm-hmm. you've been a beginner too. Yeah. And that's what makes it also me- means that you are teaching your teaching is missing something yeah. or it's too complex and you need to simplify it. Yeah. And, and put that shit down mm-hmm. on paper, simple and hire somebody to take some workload off your plate so that mm-hmm. you can find the passion for what you're doing again. Yeah. Please. What what I think of, and you said relinquish control, right? Let go. Yes. Now that's, it's, it's really nice to think about. It's pleasant to think about letting go. And if you do have a team, if you have people and you're also, you're still struggling to let go because that happens too. I've been there for sure. Like had people ready and willing and able to do the job effectively. And yet I would take on too much work. I would, I would take on things because I would say to myself, well, oh, I could do that myself. That's not a problem. Instead, and what what that ended up leading to, by the way, is you you actually lose trust with people because like most people want to be helpful. They want to contribute as much as possible, especially if they like align with you, they like you, which, you know, if they're in your space and they're like agreeing to work for you, they probably like you a little bit until you do something to fuck that up, right? Mm-hmm. With that, like they want responsibility. They want ownership. And so when you let go of control, when you relinquish that, you're actually empowering other people. You're giving them ownership. It's it's this great gift. You're also giving them the opportunity to make mistakes and to learn. And this is another, it's like a great leadership 
um, principle and also really effective with marketing is when you give people the opportunity to be part of the process and contribute to the process, their, their level of buy-in just skyrockets. So if you, the leader, the entrepreneur, the small business owner, the gym owner, whatever it is that you are, if you have this bigger mission, this vision that you really want to accomplish and you know that you need people, you know that you need help, you know you can't do it on your own, but you're so afraid to like let go. This one simple thing of delegating, and I mean giving people the opportunity to contribute, giving them ownership, and you know, not like you know, financial ownership in your business, although that's possible too, but just give them something to feel like they're in charge of, they're responsible for. They're going to be there to support you for that longer term vision because now they're they play a role in it. They actually can visualize themselves as a part of this process versus someone who's just sort of supporting. They're getting like the um, the assist, right? Mm-hmm. Assists are like just bullshit <laughs> metrics. In, in, in basketball, right? It doesn't, it's not really valuable. What's more valuable is the person who actually scored the point. Let your <laughs> fucking team, let your team score once in a while. I love the, I love, um, like Jocko talks about this a lot with, with his extreme ownership concept. The, the, the wins or the, the, the faults, the mistakes are your fault as a leader. Take ownership over that. The wins are your team's fault. And if your team wins, everybody wins. Uh If they're winning, you're winning. As long as you allow yourself to see it that way, man. And what did we, we gave, we gave your, your entire team, like a little simple daily thing to do, right? The, the results in a box, which I'm not, we haven't spoken about in a while. Right. We we haven't spoken about it in a while either. Gotta check in on that. Yeah. But I've heard that they're utilizing it and, it's just giving them more buy-in every time. They're contributing something. What that something is, is, is relevant. And also like, it's, it's not relevant. <laughs> it's the fact that they are contributing something. People wanna feel special. They wanna feel like they have a purpose. Hell yeah, they do. We could jam on that forever, man. <laughs> Leadership. Ownership. <laughs> it's good to be podcasting with you again, by the way. I was just going to say, we have a whole plethora of podcasts to record. A whole library. Where, <laughs> where you and I have talked about that stuff, my friend. Oh, man. Yeah. It is It is good to be here. Um, I, I've actually, I've had a, a couple ideas Um one one with the gym, like a uh, a podcast specifically for the gym, and then I also had another another idea. Um, I call I I don't know what I would call it yet, but uh, conversations. This could be the title: conversations with professors, where I get mm-hmm. um, where I talk to uh, jujitsu black belts who have been instructing you know, like who have, who have received their professor degree and, and actually 
you know, actually do the job and, you know, and talk to them about the, um, the trials and tribulations that they've gone through to, to get to where they are now. And, you know, what, like what they wish they could tell themselves from, from what they know now from to what, when they started jujitsu like that. I, I think, uh, I think that would be a really cool concept as like, as that being the primary focus point of, uh, Mm. of a podcast. That's really cool. I imagine, um, from that perspective, like people who are actively teaching and doing, um, like engaging in their art from that perspective, from the perspective of educating other people, it could, it could give the, uh, the newbie a lot of uh, like insight. It could. For sure. I remember, I mean, that's just like when we were listening to like Barbell Shrugged back in the day, just getting into this thing. And they talked about fitness and coaching and business. Because they were CrossFit gym owners too. Like Totally. Is that in the cards for you yet? Like uh, creating a podcast? Or is uh, it like a down the line thing? it's, It's something that I can step into in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in a very busy season right now. Um, mm-hmm. Currently a single vehicle family and, uh, and the wife is in the middle of competitive cheerleading season. So she's been gone almost every weekend since yeah. like, since like January. Um, so right, right this very second, especially with me working on the workshops, um, right, right. This very second is not the, like, I just removed stuff from my plate. Yeah, exactly. So right. This very second is not the time to add to my plate. Um, however, um, when, when competitive cheer season is done and we get her car back, I could look at the calendar and figure it out on, you know, cause like, I don't need to do a recording every goddamn day. I could start off with one every other week, like, yeah. you know, and, um, and go from there. So got a couple of things I would need to learn and then take action. However, just talking about it excited me even more. So I, yeah. I, I think I need to give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And something like that, that, you could just, you could just give it a try. All of the soft talk acknowledged. Totally. You, you can, you can test it out um, and commit to like a certain period of time or like just doing it for a couple of episodes. I could consider like doing a, um, doing it with like an Instagram live too. Like, like as I'm recording, oh, as I'm recording it, I go live. I think that would be pretty neat to yeah. figure out how to, how to make that work. That's easy enough. Just a little, I've done that. You just get a little tripod stand with the phone and it's looking at you and you're on Zoom and boom, boom. Nice. Um, Does it you got to get them to do the same thing. I was going to say, yeah, right. I would need to connect with them over their Instagram at the same time, right? Yeah. That's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. You just go on Instagram, you invite them. I was doing Instagram lives for a while and would 
um, it was me and my buddy Ben every week or twice a week at one point. And then at some point we would invite some people in to talk to us as well. And honestly, like we didn't need to make it a podcast also. We just did that. <laughs> and what was cool, like we, it, it's, it was the same thing. And instead of people going to a podcast and listening to it in their headphones, they're like on Instagram and they could visit your profile and they could engage with you at the same time. They could comment. So there's an, there's an idea. Hmm. Love it. Love you. I love you too, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, what's, uh, what's on the agenda for the rest of your day, my friend? Oh, uh, I'm going to publish a podcast. How many, how many days in a row have you done that? Um, 18. Today's 19. Today is 19, the 19th day in a row that you're going to publish a podcast. How how long are you going to take this? 30. 30 days? Yeah. Sweet. How many more do you need to record to make that happen? Oh, I mean, 11. Nice. (laughs) Well, 10, including this one. Okay. I didn't know if you had any more banked. No, um, I've, re- I've released all the ones that I had. And um, yeah, as soon as we finish this up, I'm going to hit record for, a, for what I'm going to release today. All right. It's going to be a solo episode. Another micro dose or? Um, I'm not sure yet. I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, that was fun, right? It reminded me of, uh, it reminded me of Rick Alexander, uh, the morning, cool, the, morning yeah. the morning coffee. Um that was such a like such a great podcast to listen to and the 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 10 to 15 minute time domain keeps your mm. keeps your attention yeah. so good so i actually last night i recorded i i ended up recording really late and uh i intended to do like a quick microdose episode which i think 8 minutes is like on the high end for that like you know let's keep it potent and they ended up talking for like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, th- thank you for that, uh, that feedback because yeah, I enjoy the, the, the shorter, um, the, whatever. I, I enjoy the shorter uh, structure. Especially and, for solo casting. Yeah. And what I really want this podcast to be is a, a really like diverse resource and also like a, practical resource so like you can listen to this conversation you know people are going to hear us banter and I'll go back and forth for an hour or whatever yeah and there's a there's episodes like that where you can get a lot of context and then I want to be able to distill all of that down to like the one most practical useful thing so that people can actually not just hear cool conversations or hear conversations with people who have, who have some wisdom to share, but actually utilize that wisdom in some way, take action. And whether that's with like, like that, those little microdose episodes, things to think about, things to go and do, or they listen to this and they get inspired and take action. Your kids are coming home soon, right? Yes, sir. Chaos, man. Chaos will ensue. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, 
I got a little over an hour before Bodhi gets home and then it's all eyes on him. Nice. So, um, what are you excited about? Uh, I have, uh, I have two meetings today with people from the workshop for my next workshop. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited that, that anything that, anything that I do other than those two meetings, um, for the remainder of the day, work-wise will be completely voluntary. Like that's exciting. And those are voluntary too. Like you, Oh, for sure. Like I you put those on the schedule. I, 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 I said, Oh, here's a, here's a real quick one. Right. Is I recognized that I was limiting my availability because I wanted to be comfortable during a certain part of the day. Mm-hmm. And I also recognize that in order to sell out this workshop, like I'm going to, I need to make myself available a little bit more. So I have more options to have more conversations. So I went into my, uh, my Calendly and I opened up availability on every single day during times where I normally would not have made myself available. So like tomorrow I have a, I have a call at, or not tomorrow, but Wednesday, I have a call at noon, which normally, I think I have back to back 12 and 1230 on Wednesday. And normally that hour was not available. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was eating and I was doing this and I was doing that. And now it's just like, okay, there needs to be more of, there needs to be available time to make magic happen. Mm -hmm. Like I can decide that, Hey, if those two meetings knock the freaking wind out of my sails for the desire to do any more work for the rest of the day, if there's nothing else on my calendar, mm-hmm. I don't have to put anything else on it. If there is something else yeah. on my calendar, I could politely ask to reschedule. <laughs> yeah. And you get to know your limits too. What I like to do is set, I set it so that I like, I have a lot of availability, but if a certain type of call, like a sales call or something gets booked, it blocks out like more time than the sales call itself yeah so there's like bookends in the beginning at the end and i'll only take up to two of those on certain days other days up to one like like i'll take one same thing goes for like coaching calls i'll only do up to two coaching calls a day if you booked a podcast like that's a separate calendar one at max yeah so like like if you book it then no one else can book for that day oh i just thought of something yeah based off this conversation another thing that i <laughs> another thing that i've been that that's that's changed in the last four months has been um my ability to stay present when i'm working i've been putting my phone on do not disturb more i've been like just making sure that i'm maximizing mm my ability to put forth effort. Yeah. Because I mean, what did we talk about Wednesday when we were on uh, the coaching call? Effort requires, or results require effort, right? Mm-hmm. And effort drives results. Well, if I'm sitting here, like, so right before we got on this podcast, I was like, normally in the past, I would be thinking about, okay, 
what am I going to do when the podcast is over? What's next? What's next? What's next? And mm-hmm. like, honestly, until you just brought up the fact that the kids were going to be home soon, I was, didn't even realize what time it was. I was like, holy yeah. shit, you know? And uh, that's just been so good. And instead of like, there, there's an opportunity, by the way, I imagine, and we'll finish this up, you know, quick, <laughs> but I imagine a lot, you know, people listening might have done that before. Like they lose track of time and then they feel anxious. That's, I imagine that's not happening for you. One, cause you know how to fucking breathe, <laughs> chill out. And also because you've taken care of everything. Like you know, just as much as I know, like all you need to do is show up and then you're, you're capable of, of executing as long as you can be present. You're ineffective when you're not present. You're really ineffective when you're, when your attention is split. And some people might think, yeah, I, but I can multitask. Like, okay, cool. Cool story, bro. Show me your bank account. <laughs> You know, show me your, show me your, your to-do list. Like, did, are there check marks or are you just like throwing it out? Cause you feel guilty that you didn't do shit, <laughs> which I used to do. I imagine you used to do that too. Um, and it's awesome because it's the little things, man. And I told you this going into like us working together. Like it's, it's less about the tactics and strategies. You have to be able to execute them. Mm-hmm right? You have to be a, the person who can accomplish the thing, who can implement a certain strategy. Because the, the thinking that got you to where you are is actually the same thinking that's limiting you from seeing the next phase of like your, your experience, your adventure on this roller coaster of life, you know? Every positive outcome comes on the other side of behavior change. Yeah. When in, the, Another, in, the, in the terms of like, like, like deliberate positive, like I'm going to work towards a positive outcome. Right. Like there has to be behavior change. It's not like winning the laundry lottery, well, winning the laundry. Winning the laundry. <laughs> well, behavior, behavior change in a positive direction. Yes. Because you can have behavior change in a, in a negative direction or yes. you can stay the same. Staying the same can be useful for a certain amount of time. Eventually you outgrow that though. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's another um, key concept here is what you said about like your ability to be present now. And honestly, it's because you're giving yourself less time, which is actually more focused time. I read something earlier about um, the rule of the forget the rule, but it's Parkinson's law. I think it's this rule that states um, time or work will expand to fill the time you allow for it. So if you give yourself three hours, you're going to utilize three hours. If you give yourself five minutes, you're going to get that shit done and you're going to limit all of the unnecessary stuff. For sure. Good way to wrap, man. Appreciate you. We don't need more time. (laughs) We need a deadline. Just need a deadline. (laughs) I appreciate you too, brother. Thank you. Enjoy your kids and the rest of your day.